and so precious and eternal God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in you all things consist and in you all things hold together. Your word is spirit. And when it comes and it is received, it will bring life. Lord, as we share your word this hour, deliver us from letters. Lord, deliver us from the wisdom of man. Lord, come by the power of your spirit and cause your word to entrance us, to be light and life for us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, amen and amen. Happy Father's Day, everyone. I say Happy Father's Day. Hallelujah. We want to bless the name of the Lord who has made it possible for us today, not just to gather in his presence, but for people like me to have the privilege of bringing his word. I want to appreciate our Archdeacon, Venerable Professor Ike, and the clergy of this church, I also want to appreciate the fathers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are the light of the world. I am the light of the world. If I believe. And if I agree. You are the salt of the earth. If anyone loses his saltiness, how again can that person be salted? It is no longer good for anything, rather to be thrown out and to be trampled under feet by man. You are the light of the world. A city that is set upon the hill. You are. Therefore let your light so shine before men. That they may see your good works. And glorify your father. Who is in heaven. There is this old school song we used to sing many years back. If you know it, you join me. If you don't know it, listen carefully. Give me oil in my lamp and keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, oh Lord.
for the drama we just watched. In that drama you will see that the bridegroom did come. Did he? As, at least in that drama. Some people made it. Some didn't make it. Today you will discover that you have churches of all descriptions everywhere. And it seems as though the more we are having churches, the more the word of God is becoming scarce. The more righteousness and holiness is becoming scarce. But we are trusting the Lord that before he comes, he will send us a revival. Hallelujah. He will send us a revival. Because he's coming to take a church that is without wrinkle. Praise God, today is Father's Day. In the church world, today, especially in the Anglican Communion, especially in Nigeria, today is Father's Day. Today is Father's Sunday. If you follow the program of the church carefully, we have two family weeks every year. During that week, we are celebrating Mothering Sunday. That week is also family week. And it culminates in the Mothering Sunday. In the same way, this week, this week is also family week. And it culminates today as we are celebrating Father's Day. It makes for celebration. It makes for commemoration. And because we are not just talking about fathers, we are also talking about the family. So I'm trusting the Lord that as he brings his word across to us, he will not only speak to daddies, he will also speak to mommies, he will also speak to children, he will also speak to young people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so wise that when he created the man, if you read your Bible properly and correctly, he created him male and female. Where you may not be theologians, you may not be in a theology class. But if you read in between the lines, that when God created the man, inside the man was the woman. Hallelujah. And at the fullness of time, God came and brought the woman forth. There is a saying that is making the round all over the world today. And it makes many women angry. I want to make that statement again today, but from the positive side. And what is that statement? This world is a man's world. I want you to help me tell your friend, the person next to you. Say, this world is a man's world. 
I want the mummies to help us. Let the mummies tell themselves, this world is a man's world. Before the mummies get angry with me, let me explain. When God created man, when God created Adam, this is such a powerful mystery that if you understand it, it will save you a lot of headaches. It will save you a lot of pains, especially the women, especially in this age and time of, you know, feminism. Man and woman, who did God create first? The man. And when God created the man, before it came around, where was the woman? I want the mommies to help us. Where was the woman? When God was speaking to Adam, giving him sovereign mandate to exercise authority and dominion over the created realm, where was the woman? Inside Adam. So it is in that sense that I'm saying that this world is what? A man's world. The men could begin to celebrate but that statement is fraught, is so heavy, is loaded, that so much depends on the man in this world that God has created. And it is said that to he, to that person to whom much is given, what is expected from the person? Much. Much is expected from the person. Before I go on, I want the fathers to say this after me. Don't say I'm asking adults to recite things after me. But if you are a child of God, it should be easy. You know, children do whatever they are told to do. I hope you know. Could you say with me, the fathers are progenitors, vision and covenant bearers of their families. Whatever their families become depends on them. I want the mommies to help me. Mommies, are you, are you here? Could you say after me if you don't mind? The fathers are progenitors, vision and covenant bearers of their families. Whatever their families become depends on them. The mommy, do you agree? That makes it extra heavy for daddies. You know, it's one thing. So much, so much is expected from daddies. That in their own strength, in their own power, they are not able to do it. It is not possible to be an effective father unless God helps you. Ephesians 3 verse 15 says something very powerful. Some of the Bible translations didn't get it exactly what it should be. Let me paraphrase. He said, God is God, in whom all the families of God in heaven and on earth have their true origin. 
this God about whom we are speaking, that it is in him that all the families of God in heaven and on earth have their true origin. And when the apostles and the disciples of the Lord Jesus came to him, they had seen John, because many of them were the disciples of John. And they came to the Lord Jesus. Say, Lord, John the Baptist told his disciples to pray. Please, please, teach us how to pray. And they have also observed that the Lord Jesus, as the scripture recorded in diverse places, that early in the morning, a great while before dawn, he will separate himself to a solitary place and there pray. And so the disciples could relate to the fact that the victory, the power that the Lord Jesus was demonstrating came from somewhere. And each time he went out to pray, who was he praying to? His father. And so the Lord Jesus said to them, when you pray, pray in this manner, our father, hallelujah, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I remember that resurrection morning, the story of the resurrection morning. When Mary Magdalene wanted to embrace him, he said, hello Mary, just take it easy. For I have not ascended to my God and your God. I have not ascended to my father and your father. And so the gift of fatherhood has come from God. And it is not possible for any father to effectively drive fatherhood in his life, in his family, without God. And we've been looking at we being the light of the world. And for today it says, let your light shine in your household. Let your light shine in your family. Let your light shine in your home. But the light about which the scripture is speaking doesn't belong to you. You can only get that light from someone. You can only get that light from the Lord Jesus who declared, I am the light of the world. Anyone that follows me cannot walk in darkness. And so the light about which we are speaking is not the light from Nepal. It's not the light from EEDC. It is not the light from even the sun. We're talking about the light that comes from the Son of God. And you can only get that light when you come to Him. You can only, only receive that light when you come to Him. And until you come to Him, you really cannot shine. Unless you come to him, that light that lights everyone that is born into the world cannot be yours. That light is so powerful that it comes only from him. But what is light? What really is light? Light is that force, that energy that drives away darkness. Simple definition. 
that force that brings illumination. So by extension, for you to be light, it means as a father, in your home, you are what you are supposed to be. If you become what you are supposed to become, and you live the way you are supposed to live, and you live the way you are supposed to live, your light shall shine. And men and women and children shall see it, and they will glorify our Father who is in heaven. This light about which we are speaking is so important. So important. And so it is not possible to shine forth on your own. You can only get that light from him. In John chapter 15, the Lord Jesus made an illustration. He spoke in metaphors, but he was speaking very powerful things. He said... I am the vine. My father is the husbandman. If you believe in me, you are a branch. So it is not possible for this branch to bring forth, to be fruitful, unless this branch is attached to me or remains attached to me. That also means that your light cannot shine and continue to shine unless your life is connected to him not only on sundays you know when church can be very interesting you see how beautiful we are today both men and women beautiful children beautiful beautiful sundays could be beautiful one man said on sunday but I don't know how far that would go. Because on Sundays, we come out resplendent, beautiful, well decorated. But what happens from Monday to the next, to Saturday and the next Sunday? And so we need God for your life to shine forth, for your life to bring glory, for your life to be effective and effectual. You need God. I remember, by the grace of God, we were raised as good Anglican boys. And it became somewhat difficult to receive the gospel. Because you come to us in those days, don't do this. We were raised as good boys. I remember my alma mater... Before you see somebody who passed through DMJS on it, are doing 419, is rare. Very rare. Today there may be one or two, but very rare. Because of the way we were raised. You are raised to be a gentleman. The motto of the school is Lux Fiat. Show the light. Wherever you are, be the light. Wherever you are, be the light. Wherever you are, shine the light. But as we grew up, we grew up good boys. Good Anglican boys. Don't drink, we weren't drinking. Don't follow women, we weren't following women. Very good boys. 
And with that it became difficult to receive the gospel. Because it is not by power. It is not by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord. Until one day, one day I will never forget. 23rd of March, 1972. From three students at Dennis Memorial Grammar School. I gave my life to Jesus. I joined the scripture union group at school. But one thing led to the other. After one year I backslid. Why did I backslide? We went for an Easter program, student program. And one morning, I can remember vividly between 9 and 10 in the morning. Suddenly a mighty breeze came into that hall. 1972, yes. 1973, the conference. And people were falling under the power of God. Left, right, and you didn't need to touch anybody. It is not these days to show that you are a mighty man of God. Spitting thunder and fire. If you were sitting mad, I called you, they were right there. You know. To show... That power is flowing. As people were falling left, right, and center, I was one man that refused to fall. Why? I was taught as a good Anglican boy. Now, Jesus, born in You know? You don't need to be rowdy. And that was how I started backsliding. Because if you want to worship God, you must worship him in his terms, not in your terms. He is the one that determines how he is to be worshipped. Do you know I struggled with this matter for about five years. Until the 25th of May, 1978, I was at my penultimate year at the University of Ife. It's a long story. Something happened. Something led to the other one. And God started ministering to me again. Then I wasn't a complete unbeliever. I wasn't a complete believer. I was betwixt and betwixt. I remained a good boy. Until that day. Reverend Dr. Mike Oye ministered to me. I went to him. We discussed after some time. It was about 9 o'clock in the morning. The same 9 o'clock when I rejected the Holy Spirit. And he opened the scripture in Acts chapter 2. And said what happened that day was a special visitation by the Holy Spirit. Because God was looking for man. It was later I fully realized, look, it is so important that you yield your life to Jesus early. Quote me. But when you come to the Lord early, boy, you cover a lot of miles fast. Well, to cut the long story short, Uncle Mike Oye laid his hands. He didn't lay hands on my head. He laid his hands on my leg. 
and he prayed. Say with this leg, you are going to go places for the Lord. And as he finished praying for me, I was returning to the hall of residence. I remember in that year I lived at seven, room 78, Fajui Hall. And as I walked back, suddenly, why am I sharing part of my testimony? To underscore the fact that you are not the source of the light. The Lord Jesus is the source of this light. And when you connect with him, when you yield to him, light comes. Power comes. Righteousness comes. Holiness comes. Hallelujah. And so, as I was going, suddenly, suddenly, I discovered something started leaving me from my toes to my ankle. From my ankle to my knees. From my knees to my waist. From my waist up my chest. Up my head. And just disappeared. And as this was happening, I just looked somewhere about the gate into this compound. That wild wind, that wind that I rejected in 1973, hallelujah. I saw it coming. True story. And the thing was coming, like that. And headed straight for me. And as the thing came overhead, it just came down upon me, hallelujah. 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 Ha. And I just burst out singing. Rejoicing. That day you couldn't look at my face. Because something had happened. The glory of the Lord. The light of the Lord. The power of the Lord. Had come upon me afresh. Do you know what left me? May I tell you? Anglicanism and churchianity. Church left me. And one thing God taught me through that experience is that God is not an Anglican. I'm a proud Anglican. I'm an Anglican priest. But I am a Christian. I just happen to be an Anglican. It's not the other way around. It's not the other way around. That many of us are not able to shine forth men and women, young and old, because they are bound by church. They are bound by church. But it is possible when a man, when a woman releases himself to God, a turnaround comes upon that person's life. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I discovered that to be true. Power came. Light came. The presence of the Lord came. Because it is not possible in this life to live right. To shine forth without the power of God in your life. Without the presence of God in your life. Through that, from that day, the Lord has by his grace taken us through a lot of things. 
worked briefly in the Federal Civil Service, left that, went for further studies, came back, joined industry, worked at the highest echelon that you can imagine, and yielded my life to the ordained ministry. Because God had ordained, even before I was born, that it shall be so. I didn't quite realize it. Because one of the reasons I'm not afraid of Satan, never, I'm not afraid of demons. When I come, they will run. Hallelujah. Not because of who I am, but because of who I am in Jesus Christ. I was born premature or premature. Before seven months. And nobody agreed that I was going to leave. And I was, my mommy, I was born and raised in Onicha. And where she registered was at Iyenu Hospital. But the way the thing came, it was not possible to rush her to Iyenu. She was taken to a nearby hospital. It's called Sacred Heart Maternity. And it belonged to, it was run by Roman Catholic nuns. And when I was eventually born, I have had the privilege of being baptized three times. <laughs> because the circumstances in which I was born, both the doctors and the nurses knew this one cannot live. There is no magic you will do that will make this one live. But here am I today, hallelujah. One thing led to the other, one thing led to the other, and I survived. And one of the nuns came to my mama and said, this is a special child. There is something about him that we cannot explain. But God is up to something in his life. My mama never told me this side of the details. But as things unfolded, I said, ah, it was evident, it was clear that there is no better thing to do than to serve the Lord. To live for Him. And one of the burdens the Lord has given one as one grew in the ministry, grew in the Lord, is to give one a burden for family life ministry. God created man fantastic and mysterious. But that God created the woman is super fantastic and super mysterious. If not that God created the woman, you don't take away take with or don't scatter this place. But God in his wisdom met the woman and brought her to the man. Like I would normally say, under God. God didn't bring the mommy, the wife, to be an Uriaku, essentially. God brought her to be an Osodieme. I don't know if you understand that dialect. Osodieme. Because he brought him to become a help that is suitable to who? Adam. Hallelujah. And so as we are commemorating fathers today, we are also commemorating family. 
Like I mentioned yesterday, when God created humanity, God had two major things in mind. Work and family. What do I mean by work? When God created man, he gave him mandates to exercise dominion, to exercise authority, to subdue the creation, to be God's physical sovereign general over God's creation. That is work. And God knew that man will need help to be able to do this. And the first help he sent man was the woman. Hallelujah. And the sending of the woman, the making of the woman, was not an afterthought. It has always been there in the mind of God. That is why when God created the man, he made him male and female. X and Y. And when it was time to make the woman, God went to the man and took the Y. But he didn't replace the Y entirely. He just took part of it and made the woman. Hallelujah. And so, so much is expected of us, daddies and mommies. The challenges that is buffeting the world today is unprecedented. And one of the tragedies of today's church is that the church of today is not doing enough about family. After we celebrate this week now, Odewakwa, We celebrate Mother Sunday. It is the time when the mummies will come and sing their song, dance their dance. You know, Elie Rice. But the family is much more than that. The family is God's first mission field. That the children that the Lord will give you, you will raise them in the fear and nurture of the Lord. If a man fails in that respect, he has really failed. And that is why it is important, especially for a young men who are not yet married. Who you marry is very important. Who you marry, very, very important. If you marry the wrong woman, your goose is cooked. Because he will not be operating from without. She will be operating from within. And if you are a man, you are a child of God, you have yielded your life to the Lord Jesus, you believe in him, you are having a steady walk with him, you are married in his will, the children that he will be giving you, they shall be for signs and wonders. But you are the one that must roll up your sleeves and work and labor to make sure that you bring up those children in the fear, nurture, and admonition of the Lord. Many times when I do this type of message, I draw plenty from the things that the Lord had taught me and my wife. When we started having children, the first one came 
about few months before the boy came, the Lord started speaking to us. I'm talking and now I just want to say a few things about strategic parenting. You are a daddy, you are a mommy, you are just giving birth to children. What are those children for? What are they coming here to do? To add to the problem we have already? Or to be part of the solution? And the Lord will begin to speak to us. This one that is coming, this is the kind of person he will be. And as the Lord will be speaking to us, we will be writing those things down. Then I was working somewhere as marketing manager. I traveled a lot. But two weeks to the EDD, I will seize every travel to make sure I am around when the baby arrives. Then I wasn't a priest. And the very day the baby arrives in the maternity, I will just come and take permission from the nurses. There in the hospital, carry the baby in my hands. And all the prophetic word that came from God concerning that baby, I fasten it upon him or her. Hallelujah. And so as these children were growing up, we will tell them, boy, you have no choice in this matter. You cannot be an unbeliever. It's not possible. If you like, try. One day, one of them came on holidays. He said to me, Daddy, I don't really know what is happening. Out there in the school, I want to join the other boys to do what they normally do. But the more I try, I discovered that there is something like a rope around my waist drawing me back. I said, uh -huh. he never starts. Because these children were prophetically covenanted to the Lord according to his word. Because the devil is not just interested in you. The devil is interested in your children. If he doesn't get you, he will target your children. And so you need to labor. You need to pray. You need to fast to make sure. I was doing a family life seminar in one church many years back. And I was speaking in this manner. And after that, one of the men came to me, a grandpa. He said to me, my friend, I wish I had the things you were saying today when I was younger. I said, see now, my children are up. They are married. They are now on their own. What is it that I can do? I said, Papa, there is something you can do. Say, begin to pray for them. After you have prayed for them enough, begin to call them one after the other. Tell them where you failed in raising them. Tell them that you have discovered Jesus. Tell them, encourage them and challenge them to come to Jesus. The man, old papa, with tears in his eyes, he said he would do exactly so. And so the Lord helped us with all the biological children we had. Sometimes you, as they were growing up, you see some of them struggling. Agatono was small. Agatola Christ small machia. Hello. And the hand will hold you won't leave you. So it is better for you. Ni respect your own Eh? 
Say, Lord, here am I. You see, when God was speaking to Abraham, when God was speaking to Abraham, initially Abraham thought that God was speaking to him only. But actually, God was speaking to Abraham, to his children, to his children's children, because they were going to become nations. And those things that God spoke to the children of Abraham, spoke to Abraham, sorry, followed his children. But what has liberal science taught us today and liberal arts? Oh, independence. Oh, it's a small boy, leave him. When he grows up, if he be an emotional family, and many times, like the Jesuit will say, give me a child before he is seven. When I get to heaven, I shall account for him. Look, these children, they are very smart. And most children are like cats of nine lives. They act for mommy. They act for daddy. When they meet their friends, they present another personality. When they are out there in the marketplaces of the world, they are a different. That is why sometimes when they tell you what some of your children do at school, you will almost die of shock. So it is important, daddies, that these children, our mom is helping us, that these children are arrested early. You don't need to force them. Oh boy, there is power in prayer. Commit your children to the Lord. By the grace of God, now we are having grandchildren. You know, and when each one arrives, I will be called. I say, daddy, it has happened though, and they will specifically request. They say, they will ask, Daddy, what will be the prophetic name of this child? <laughs> they will give their own, but me, Grandpa, I will do what? I will give my own after praying. Because these children that are coming through the Samuelson dynasty, something is following them. Hallelujah. I pray that God will open our hearts. Open our minds that it is not enough to give back to children. It is much more. It is a kingdom matter. It is a kingdom battle. And you the daddy, you the mommy, you are the one who must put your two feet, your two knees on the ground and fight. If you don't, you may not like what will come out of it. And so today as I round up, not just for us fathers, not just for us grandfathers. Not just for us mommies. Young people. It is also good that you are hearing these things while you are young. So that you begin early to prepare your life. You begin early to prepare the kind of family you will want to have. Today there are many challenges facing the nations. Particularly the church. The church is under satanic onslaught and satan is not playing tragically and unfortunately may in many of our churches we are not fully realizing this many years ago when i went to trinity college omahi i went there as an adult so the first day i arrived i went to the library after going through the library i went through the curriculum and I walked straight to the vicar, I mean the rector's office. I said, sir, can I have a word with you? He said, yes, my friend. I said, sir, no wonder 
the mess in the parish is coming from here. The man just jerked up like this. Adjusted himself in his chair and was looking at me. I said, sir, the mess, the wahala in the parishes, they are coming from here. I said, sir, I'm just coming from the library. There is no book there that has anything to do, for instance, with human resources, with spiritual development, with spirituality. It is all theology and liturgy and no munir. And I said, 90% of the wahalas in the parish are human related. And you are preparing a man to be a priest. And the content with which you are preparing him is poor and low on such matters. Okay, what kind of clergyman do you think he will produce? That is why things are the way it is in many places. Because you can't give what you don't have. You can't. In those days, you talk too much as, as being born again. Some of the bishops will take offense. I speak the way I speak here everywhere. Because By this time in my life, at this age in my life, I cannot keep this mouth shut if I have an opportunity to speak. I have many bishops friends and I don't miss words. I say, sir, part of the trouble is from you, sir. And none of them disagreed. But the problem is, who will build the cards? Who will build the cards? See the kind of confusion we have in the world today. See revisionism. Oh, Satan is a smart guy. Let me tell that. Tell you that. I can give that to him. Satanic modus operandi, you know, happens at about four levels. One, he operates in subtlety. That was how he deceived him. Two, he operates as a strong man. Orinike, he possesses by wicked demons, by force. Many years ago, I was trying to cast out do deliverance to a young lady with three children. They brought her all the way from Port Harcourt. And as I came out to pray for her, immediately I looked at her, her face changed. And she started in Tamil. I don't know how to tapia that in English. Or murmuring, or you know. Then she started shouting, I won't go. I haven't said anything, no. <laughs> I've not even touched her. I wouldn't go. Then as I was coming closer, the shout increased. Then I started shouting my own. Your going is not tomorrow. It is now. And she said, the demon said, you want me to go? Do you know how I came into her? trouble. <laughs> trouble. I say, sorry, I'm not here to argue and discuss with you. Going is today, this moment, this moment. Hallelujah. And by the time I taught the lady, something just lifted her up, from, threw her outside. I say, sorry, you know if you play me while you're today, going, you must go. And as I continue to shout, you know, you don't beg Satan, you don't beg demons. You don't plead with them. You don't discuss with them. You bring the word of power in the name of Jesus. And after some time, those demons that said that they wouldn't go, that they were trying to give excuses why they should continue to occupy, the power of God just lifted the lady so many feet high 
after she had twisted like a cone. Those of you old enough, you know what they call Okoso? She was twisting like this, eh? I haven't seen that kind of speed before. And then the power of God just lifted her up. And that was it. My friend Cosmos Ilechuku says, he doesn't waste time with demons. All night. Because you want to cast out demons. You issue the word of power and the word of command. And you go your way. That demon has no choice but to go. Because the command came in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so far, that's what am I really saying. For you to shine forth. For you to be the kind of father that you should be. You need the power of God. And the things that are challenging us, they are huge. Today, look at what is happening. With revisionism. With same-sex marriage. Look at what is happening in the social media. Look, no child that is not properly raised can survive those things. No child. I was telling people yesterday, my wife and I, we just decided, I'm on the home run now. When the children were still small, you cannot get a phone until you finish your school starts. Palm result to Naka. And before then, men were taking a phone. So we did for the first one, second one, third boy, and the last that is a girl. So yes, because there are certain ages young people cannot handle certain things. And some men today, including some men in this church, your children, as young as they are, you are buying iPhone for them. You are buying Android phone for them. Because he The internet is like a jungle. And in there, anything is available. Anything is available. A child must come to a point when he or she can take certain stands before you allow her, him or her to be exposed to such things. I want us to bow our heads to pray. In this age and time, what kind of a father have you been? In this age and time, what kind of mommy have you been? In this age and time, what kind of grandmama have you been? Are you interested only in Omugo? What kind of grandpapa are you in this age and time when Satan is fighting very hard for the souls of our children and grandchildren? Maybe you could whisper a word of repentance to the Lord where you know, you discover now that you have failed. Could you say, Lord, I am sorry. Maybe I didn't know. Lord, I am sorry. Just say, Lord, I am sorry. Could you then go ahead and say, Lord, I need help. Maybe some of you here, as you are remembering your children now, you are crying inside. Could you mention the names of those children before the Lord? Say, Lord, please help me with this one. Lord, help me with this one. Say, Lord, see how this one has gone. Lord, help me. Lord, show us mercy. Could you please speak to the Lord?
The Lord is gracious and merciful. The Lord is ready and willing to answer you. But you must be willing to accept where you missed it. And ask him for help. Precious Father, thank you for the word that we have received. We have come to you for mercy. Lord, pour out that mercy upon us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we receive that word into our hearts. That we will go forth as men. Go forth as women. Go forth as youths and children. Shining your lights. Cause almighty God a refilling of unction, virtue and power upon your son you have used to minister to us. Thank you as you do these and more. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen.